good to be here, amen, of the first Sunday in December, knowing that Christmas is just around the corner. And we are reading the book of Luke. And as Sister Lisa has already pointed out, we're in chapter 4 today of, of the book of Luke. And so, uh, and the reason I chose Luke for the month of December is because of the great detail that Luke gave about the birth of Jesus Christ. And I asked some questions Wednesday night, and don't, don't, I don't want anybody shouting out the answers now, but if you, if you know, just, uh, just, just shake your head, I know. And if you don't know, then I don't know. Just shake your head, no, I don't know. But the question is, the first question was, how many wise men were there? Okay? And the second question was, did the wise men, were the wise men at the nativity scene, which means Jesus was in the stable, lying in a manger, was the wise men there? There's your question. And on your, the only answer you're going to find is coming out of the book of Luke. So uh, I encourage you to read the book of Luke and find that out. Amen? And then we're going to go um, to the, um, the book of Micah. Speaking of Micah, she has actually a book in the Bible. Did y'all know that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she wrote it, though, but her name is Micah. And uh, so we have a book called Micah in the Bible, and that's going to be on the last seven days of December. Amen? So turn your Bible to the book of Luke chapter 1 and go with me to the 5th verse. Amen. Luke chapter 1, looking at the 5th verse. And I'll ask you to stand for a reading of God's holy word this morning. Amen. And there was in the days of Herod the king of Judah a certain priest named Zacharias, of the course of Abad, and his wife also the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. Father, we thank you for the reading of the Holy Word this morning. Father, we ask you to hide your servant behind the cross, let your anointing flow, Lord, from the, cro- from the cross and the throne and to these lips of clay that you have made into the hearts and souls of the people today in the name of Jesus. Lord, give us an understanding, give us a revelation of what thus saith the Holy Spirit this morning. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And in verse 8, And it came to pass while he executed the priest's office before God, in the order of his course, according to the customs of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias. For thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall be turned unto the Lord their God, And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, 
Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these, these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak, until the days of these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. Now I want to stop right there at verse 22, and I want you to continue with me to verse 26. Go to verse 26, and we're going to read to verse 38. In Luke, talking about Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. And the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph in the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his sayings, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? See, and I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. Say that with me this morning, church. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Amen and amen and amen. Faith believes, has anybody ever heard this before? Faith believes, faith speaks. Come on, church, help me. What's the last one? And faith acts. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. I, I did a whole series on this at one time and had a little plaque made on, uh, out there in the foyer. So when you get ready to go out the door to church, it's staring at you right in the face. Amen? That faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. Listen, Zacharias and Elizabeth had been praying for a long time to have a child just like Abraham and Sarah. They knew the testimony of Abraham and Sarah, how in the old age, God gave them Isaac. Even though Zacharias knew the scriptures and knew that God had done for others, he did not have faith to believe that God could and would do it for him. How many of us know that God is able, know that he has done it for others, but do not believe he will do it 
for us. Are you listening to me, church? Amen. Are you hearing me this morning, church? Amen. He knew the Scriptures. He knew the testimony. He knew that God had moved upon Sarah and Abraham. He knew that somehow God had reversed the time clock on their bodies. And he knew that Sarah had this child. It was a documented historical record that the son Isaac had been born in the age of Abraham and Sarah when they were past a hundred years old. They, They were old. They were too old to have children. Amen. But God is God. Come on, because it's God, God this morning. And with God, all things are possible to him that believes. Nothing is impossible with God this morning, church. So here is Zechariah many years later, knowing the history, knowing the scriptures, knowing that he served the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, knowing it was the same God. Come on, church. It was the same God that led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by the direction of Moses. Come on. It was the same God that parted the Red Sea. It was the same God, come on, that called down fire from heaven and devoured Solomon and Gomorrah. It's the same God. He knew it was the same God. He knew the story of Abraham and and Sarah. But yet he doubted that God would do it for him. How many of us, how many of us Christians, not just here in our church, but around the world this morning, how many of us know the Scriptures? How many of us have heard the testimony of other people that are still alive today? We heard their testimony, how God brought them through, how God healed cancer, how God healed back problems, how God delivered people from drugs and alcohol, how God rebuked the depression spirit and brought joy unspeakable and full of glory. How many testimonies have we heard how God supernaturally has provided financially for those that were in need? King David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. We know the scriptures, but for some reason, just like Zechariah, don't you dare pick up a stone and want to stone Zechariah this morning because every single one of us has been here. Every single one of us has doubted whether God could or would do it for us. Amen. Amen. This is where Zacharias was. He was being honest. He wanted a sign. He listen, he was in he was in the temple of God performing it only a service that he could do. He had done went through the cleansing process. You can't just walk off the street and walk into the Holy of Holies. Come on, church. You can't just walk off the street and go into the temple of God like that. But he was there. He had been through the ceremony. He had been through the cleansing process. There could be no sin on him. He had to be clean before he got there. And when he got there, he's all alone. There's nobody else in there with him. And he knows that you can't just walk in here. So when the angel Gabriel appeared, he knew it was an angel. 
He knew it was an angel that had, that had manifested his presence where he was at. He knew it was an angel talking to him. And even though he knew it was an angel, and the angel said, my name is Gabriel, and he knew he heard Gabriel already. He's already heard stories about Gabriel before. Come on. He knew, he knew the, the name of Gabriel. He knew that Gabriel was an angel that stood in the presence of God. Zacharias already knew that. But even though the angel was speaking to him and prophesying to him, him the very thing that he had been praying for the very thing that his wife Elizabeth had been believing for and praying for come on they didn't just start praying last night honey they were praying for years and years and years calling out to almighty God and saying I want a child and here the angel comes and gives him glad tidings which is good news that the child would be born and his name would be called John and Zacharias says well, show me a sign. Mm. Show me a sign. Church, God's not in the sign business. Come on. God's in the believing business. If you can't believe God at His Word, you ain't going to believe God at a sign either. Hello? I say if you can't believe God at His Word, you won't believe Him at a sign either. Oh, that's good preaching for somebody right there. Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11 and verse 1. Chapter 11 and verse 1. Listen, everyone in here should be able to quote this scripture right now without even looking at your page. Faith cometh by, oh, come on. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10 17, right? So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 answers the question of what faith is. Now, faith, come on. Is the evidence of the things hoped for. Come on, it's the proof of what we're hoping for. Things unseen. You know what your King James says. I'm going to read to you from the Amplified Bible this morning. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed confirmation. This is what Amplified says. Of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The conviction, listen to this, of the reality. That's what it is. The conviction of the reality of things not seen. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Let me say that one more time. This is from the Amplified Bible. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Now, let me say this to you this morning, and you need to write this down. Go ahead and hold your stomach because it's fixing to hurt somebody. Amen. Put your spiritual seatbelt on for just a moment. Get ready to say, oh, me, come on, ouch. Amen. Here's some revelation. You want, you want a word from God this morning? You want a revelation from God this morning? Listen to this. If faith is not now, then it is not faith. Amen. I said if faith is not now, then it is not faith. Now faith, that's what it says. That's what it says. It doesn't say the word faith. It says now faith. Now faith. If faith is not now, it is not faith. You need to write that down. You need to memorize that. Come on, put a band-aid on your boo-boo that the pastor just gave you. Amen? Amen? Faith is now. If it's not now, then it is not faith. Faith is past the believing stage. 
Come on. Faith is past the believing stage. Faith is in the knowing stage. Faith is in the knowing stage. Amen. The knowing stage is also the now stage. Are you with me? The knowing stage is also the now stage. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. These are the three steps of faith. Listen to me, church. Listen to me. Come on, Lisa. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. These are the three steps of faith. Lisa's going to help me out this morning and preach a little bit about this faith word. Good morning, everybody. So with faith, um, we want to know where faith comes from is to get from God. Amen. And so um, I can tell you a little experience I have this morning with faith. Um, it's a good lesson for a lot of us. Um, as many of you know, um, when I was in the hospital, now I've changed my diet and everything. I live on uh, apples, bananas for breakfast, and I live on uh, bell pepper for lunch and cucumbers for dinner. And then on the weekend, I'm like a sassy fat cow, and I go and have like some orange chicken and whatever I want. So I've been doing that. And then, um, so I went and got me a size down and some pants. Well, a couple sizes down, because I thought I was just right there. So I go and put them on this morning, and I have faith that I get those pants up. Let me tell you, I didn't get them up. <laughs> but then I was like, well, I got them up. A little tired. And I was like, I'm going to sit down. When I sat down, my whole soul left my body. And let me tell you, my little dog had to get me behind it. resuscitate me. And uh, I had to get back up. I had to take those pants off. But I had faith I could get them up. But, God saying, you're having faith in the wrong things. So, um, we got to keep our faith in God. How we fight uh, the Satan is by faith. Amen. That's how we fight people who attack us. Amen. By our faith. Um, faith is how we get our salvation. Amen. Faith is how we um, get our eternal life. Oh. So with faith, if we didn't have it, most of you guys wouldn't be here anyway, right? right. If you didn't have faith and didn't believe Jesus existed, and where our faith goes is that day he died on that cross. Amen. And that's where our faith goes. Yes. Amen. And if you do not believe that he is Jesus Christ and that he died for our sins, you have no faith. Come on. So, um, another thing about faith is that it's hearing. Faith is hearing. Faith is believing, as Pastor said, um, as many other things. Faith is. Um, oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, faith is overcoming our sin. Amen. And with overcoming our sin brings us uh, justice and justification. And forgiveness. Yes. So um, you gotta have faith because if we don't have faith, we have nothing. It'll destroy you. That's right. You'll be miserable. You'll be a miserable person. Um, faith is what keeps us going and keeps us in the Word of God. Keeps your house going. Keeps everything yes, going because is. you have faith that Jesus is gonna provide for you and that God is gonna do everything for you as long as you meet Him along the way and have your faith with Him. Amen. 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 If faith is not now, it is not faith, church. It's just wishful hoping. Let me say that again. 
If faith is not now, it's not faith. It's just wishful hoping. Amen? The now faith. Faith is believing, and faith is speaking, and faith is acting. Amen? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. Impossible. Listen, it is impossible to receive anything from the Lord. Impossible to be healed. Impossible to be delivered. Impossible to be saved. Impossible to be set free. And so on and so on. It is impossible to receive anything from the Lord without faith. You've got to have faith to receive everything you need. It takes faith to get there. Amen. And it takes the now faith. Amen. Not to tomorrow's faith. Not yesterday's faith. Not great grandma's faith. It takes now faith. You are living in the now. In the moment. And you need faith right now. This moment that you and I are living and breathing in. We need faith now. Now faith. Amen. We must have faith to receive anything of the Lord. The difference between Zechariah. I want you to see this. The difference between Zechariah and Mary. Is Mary had the now faith. And Zechariah had the maybe one day faith. Oh, I got some strange looks on that one because I just hit home, didn't I? I just hit a home run if I was playing baseball. Amen. Let me, so let me say that again this morning. Let me say that again. The difference between Zechariah and Mary is Mary had the now faith and Zechariah had the maybe one day faith. Maybe one day in God's timing. And maybe one day in the sweet beyond. Come on. Maybe one of these days I'll get there. How about now, church? Now, faith. Listen, the angel shut Zechariah's mouth until the child was born to prevent Zechariah from speaking doubt and unbelief. Listen, this is a lesson we need to learn. Amen. I said, this is a lesson we need to learn. Amen. Remember what your mama used to tell you? You ain't got anything good to say. Don't say nothing at all. She's trying to get you to behave. Now the pastor's saying, if you ain't speaking faith, you ain't got nothing good to say, and all you're going to come out of your mouth is doubt and unbelief, just keep your mouth shut and don't say nothing at all. Amen. Amen. That's a good place to shout right there, church. Amen. But Zechariah was speaking doubt and unbelief, and the angel shut his mouth until John was born. Listen, words that we speak have power to bring things into existence. Amen? Amen. Are we not made in the image of God? Amen. Is God our Father? God? We're not, are we made in the image of God? Amen. Come on, we have a mouth, we have a tongue. That means God's got a mouth, God's got a tongue. Come on. But does it not say in the, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, and God said, let there be. Come on. When God said, let there be, light started shining. When God said, let there be, whales started swimming in the ocean. Come on. When God said, let there be, come on, the stars flung into existence. When God said, let there be, come on, church, everything started growing. When God said, let there be, come on, the lions started roaring. Come on, church. When God said, let there be, we are made in the image of God, and we have this same creative power. That God has. The difference is we don't believe what God believes. We know. God knows. We're still trying to figure it out. Amen. Come on church. 
Zechariah, the angel shut Zechariah's mouth because of the doubt, the unbelief. He wanted to see a sign. He would not believe until he saw a sign. Come on, church. He would not believe. How many of y'all realize this was sin? This was evil. This was sin. This was evil. He refused to believe. So the angel shut his mouth. If Zechariah had kept speaking his unbelief, he would have kept the prophecy from coming to pass. Amen? Amen. If Zacharias had, a, had a kept speaking and kept speaking doubt and unbelief, if he had left that temple that morning not believing the word of the angel and kept speaking that doubt and unbelief and saying, well, one of these days, maybe one of these days, what that angel told me will come to pass, maybe one of these days, but he didn't have the now faith. Listen, John would not have been born. But John had to be born, and the angel knew the only way that John was going to be born now is he had to shut Zacharias's mouth from speaking that doubt and unbelief and for tearing down, keep him from tearing down the prophecy of God. There has been, listen, so there's been people, you know people, and maybe some of you that are hearing me today, listen, there has been somebody, a prophet has come to you and prophesied over you, but you did not believe the prophecy and it still has not come to place. It has not come to place because you didn't believe the prophecy that was given to you. And then you speak doubt and unbelief. Well, one of these days. You know, God don't heal no more. You know, miracles have been done away with with the apostles. Come on. You speak that kind of talk, you ain't going to never be speaking in tongues and you ain't going to never see a miracle because of doubt and unbelief. But that's where Zacharias was. He was in doubt and unbelief even though he knew the Scriptures, even though he knew the testimony, he did not believe that God could and would do it for him. Amen? He didn't believe. Why would the angel do this? Because the angel believed That when a human speaks, because he was made in the image of God, that creation begins to happen. Listen to what I'm saying. Gabriel knew, he believed it, he knew it. That when a human speaks, a human being is made in the image of God. That when a human being speaks, creation begins to happen. Some of us are going through problems in our life because we have spoken into existence. Come on. I say we have spoken into existence. Amen. Amen. We have literally spoken our problems into existence because we were speaking doubt and unbelief. Amen. Somebody gave you a false testimony and said you won't never be any good for nothing and you bought that story and you repeated that story out of your own mouth and you have struggled because of that. Because of that. And suffered financially, suffered positions, suffered many things in the family because the devil had you convinced that you're, you're no good, you're nothing, and you'll never be amount to anything. And people believe that to the point that they think they can't even be saved because they're not worthy to be saved. What has worthy got to do with it? Nothing. We are saved by the grace of God. None of us deserve it. None of us are worthy. But by the grace of God, come on church. By the grace of God, we are saved today.
by the blood of the Lamb in the word of our testimony. Come on. We overcome the devil by the word of our testimony. This is why the devil fights you so hard. He wants to get you to speak doubt and unbelief instead of speaking victory, instead of speaking faith. Come on. Instead of speaking healing, he wants you to speak sickness. Instead of speaking in the life, he wants you to speak death. Come on, church. Instead of speaking happiness, he wants you to speak depressing words. You've got to change what you speak if you're going to receive anything from the Lord. Come on, church. That's good preaching right there, brother. Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 37th verse. The words of Jesus himself said, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now you still want to argue with me? Come on. You still want to argue with the preacher that it doesn't matter what you say? You still want to argue with me that it doesn't that you don't have to line up your prayer life with your speaking life? Come on. You still you still want to argue with the preacher that we can't speak things into existence? Look at the words of Jesus. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. That's the words of the head of the church, the Messiah himself. Listen, I didn't invent any of this. I'm just telling you what thus saith God. I'm just telling you what the Holy Bible says. Amen. When you get what you speak, listen, you get what you speak, whether it be for good whether it be for evil. Amen? Amen. There has been people that has confessed Alzheimer's on themselves. Well, great-grandmother had Alzheimer's. Her mother had Alzheimer's. My mama had Alzheimer's. Well, I guess I'm next in line. Come on. Maybe you didn't say Alzheimer's. Maybe you said heart disease. Well, my grandpa died of a heart attack at 54. Guess how old I am? Come on. Come on. Well, my grandmother had a pacemaker put in when she was in her 50s. Guess how old I am? Well, I guess it runs in the family. High blood pressure runs in the family, brother. Come on. Well, I got my temper from my mama. (laughs) And you say it with an attitude like it's something. Come on. When you need to be repenting of it. Come on, am I, am I hitting home this morning? What have you confessed on yourself? You need to repent and rebuke what you have confessed on yourself. Some of us have put curses on our lives by the confession of our mouth, and we need to repent and, re- and rebuke the devil and rebuke the curse. Break the curse. Break the curse now. Amen. Don't speak what the devil puts in your ear. Come on, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all, church. If you can't speak healing, well, I just don't feel healed. Well, my Lord, just keep your mouth shut. Don't speak sickness either. If you can't speak healing, then just shut up. Don't speak sickness either. Come on, church. Because you're giving it power. You're feeding the doubt. we got to feed our faith. And you feed your faith by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. And you speak the Word of God. You believe the Word of God. And then you act on the Word of God. Come on. When you got faith, faith fills out the job application. Come on, church. Faith shows up where it ain't supposed to be. Come on. Faith does the impossible when they tell you it's impossible. Come on. Faith goes out and does it. Praise God. Amen. 
there was a bunch of boys playing football yesterday. And I assure you, some of them boys were on the sideline saying, Coach, just give me the ball. Coach, just give me the ball. And the coach looking at him and says, son, you got to play? No, just give me the ball. Somehow, some way, I'll get you a touchdown, coach. Just give me the ball. I've heard coaches testify how they had these young boys so full of faith, so eager to get that touchdown. They said they would hand them the ball, and sure enough, the kid would get the touchdown because he believed he could. He spoke that he could. Amen. King David stood before King Saul, before David was ever king, and he testified to King Saul, and he said, let me tell you, I can take out this Goliath because God's already given me a bear and a lion, and I killed him with my own hands, and this, this uncircumcised Philistine, I can take him out too, king. For the first time, the king heard faith coming out of a child. He said, get my armor. Put my armor on it. And David said, no, that ain't mine. It ain't been proven in faith. It's too big. I can't wear that. That's not faith. All I need is my slingshot like I've done it before. Praise God. He said, I took out the lion. I took out the bear. And I'll take out the lion. Come on, church. He spoke it before he did it. Come on. He got down there in the valley and Goliath was mocking him. And he said, Goliath, you come out to the, you come out at me with a sword and a spear. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. And we know the rest of the story, praise God. Can I tell you, it wasn't a story, it's historical fact, documented, mm, documented in history. It happened. Just like the Bible says. My Lord, we've got to get a hold of this thing, church. We've got to get a hold of this thing. If faith is not now, it is not faith. Come on, for example, by His stripes, we... Help me, help me, help me out. What's that word I'm looking for? By His stripes, we are. A-R-E, are. We are healed. Where do we get that from? Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Did you know? Come, let's, let's go back to English class. Are. Is that not present tense? Is that not right now? Is that not now faith? Come on. We are. That is now faith. We are healed. Not one day going to get healed. Not, not when God feels like we are healed. We are healed. Well, brother, I don't feel it. Just keep confessing it, keep believing it, and your body will eventually catch up. Amen? Sometimes our bodies are slow about catching up, but eventually they'll get there. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, By His stripes we were, past tense, W-E-R-E, were healed, past tense. The question is, when were we healed? When were we healed? Here's the answer. When Jesus Christ died on the cross. Come on. When Jesus Christ died on the cross over 2,000 years ago, He paid the price with His precious blood. That's when we were healed. That's when the price was paid. And that's when healing came to the body of Christ. That's when the healing came to the children of God. And today you and I can decree and declare that by His stripes we are healed. 
I'm not asking you what your body is saying. I'm asking you what your spirit man is saying. I'm asking you what your faith man is saying. Not what your physical body is saying. Because your physical body is full of sin and doubt and unbelief. Come on church. It's called the flesh man. The flesh man can't believe God. He ain't got nothing to believe in with. But we are a spirit man. Come on church. And we got the spirit of God on the inside of us. And we know that God's word is yes. And it is amen. And by his stripes we are healed. You keep saying that and eventually your spirit man will override your flesh man and you'll walk healed. I believe that with everything I've got. Amen. I believe it. I've been there. I've experienced it. How many of y'all have experienced the healing manifestation of God in your life? Listen, if God did it then, he can do it today. I said if God did it then, he can do it today. Because it's now faith. He's a now God. I said he's a now God. But now faith. Amen, church. Amen, church. Amen. Mm. In God. But some people. Man, I've been preaching this way for a long time. But I'm still amazed how I hear people talk. Some people say. In God's timing. I know I'll get healed. In God's timing. He'll heal me. Can I ask you a question this morning? Is there another cross for Jesus to die on? But how many of us, come on, don't raise your hands, but you know, just shake your head. How many of us have heard, in God's time and I'll get healed? He's already paid the price. He's not going to crawl back on the cross. There's not another cross to die on. The price is already being paid. Listen, if you want to know when God's time it was, it was 2,000 years ago when he was being whipped with a cat of 39 nine tails. Come on, church. And he died on the cross and shed his blood. That's when God's timing was. So that you and I can walk in the now faith and receive the now healing. Amen. I know your flesh don't want to comprehend this, but I'm telling you the gospel truth this morning. And my question to you is, what scripture are you standing on? What scripture can you find in the Bible that says that God has a special time to heal you? Amen? Amen? There's only one I can think of. Outside the cross, outside the blood, there's only one. When we get a glorified body. <laughs> All right. There is a time. When we will leave this old body of flesh, this old body of sin, and get a glorified body without sin. Come on. That's the ultimate healing for everybody. There's a time of healing. But honey, I ain't there yet. I'm still on earth. We still breathe in oxygen. Come on. We're still in the church house. And I need it now. You need it now, church. Come on. Listen. You are moved in faith by what you believe. For some, some people... Let me just slow this down and look at this again. You are moved in faith by what you believe. The question is, what do you believe? Do you believe you're going to have to suffer with this sickness until Jesus blows the trumpet? The angel blows the trumpet? Because if that's what you believe, guess what? That's what you're going to get. Amen. I've had people tell me that God don't heal no more. Guess what? They're still sick today. Amen. I've had people tell me, and I tell them, hey, Jesus heals you. And they say, well, I got my doctors, thank you. 
I assure you, that woman's dead today to told me that. Because she was, she was full of cancer. But she had her doctors. She had faith in the doctors, but not faith in Jesus. Church, there's so many people out there right now just like that. Faith in doctors, but no faith in Jesus. And they will tell you in God's time and in, God, in the sweet by and by, when God gets ready. Honey, God's already been ready. He's waiting on us to catch up. You see, there's a false doctrine in the land today. Come on up, Brother Hagen. I'm going to share this false doctrine with you and then we're going to, we're going to bring a close to this this morning. There's a false doctrine in the land and it's called no-fault religion. No-fault religion. Now you won't find that on the church sign because they won't dare put it on there. <laughs> but that's really what they are. It's called no-fault religion. No-fault religion is when, is when we say it's all up to God. It's all up to God. God is in control. So I'm just waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. I'm waiting on God to heal me. I'm waiting on God to save me. I'm waiting on God to answer my prayers. I'm just waiting on God to save my children. I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. You know, brother, God's in control. I don't know why all this happened, but you know God's in control. That's called religion. That's called no-fault no religion. Amen? Amen? All of this must be God's will. Where well, it was God's will for that little infant baby to die? My God, show me that in the Bible. Where's well, God's will to go ahead and take mama at 25? Come on, show me that in God's word. Where's well, God's will for us to suffer in this old world? Show me that in the Bible. Where's that written at? Well, it's God's will. You know, I believe God gave me this cancer to teach me a lesson. My Lord, show me that in the Bible. It's, it's, it, it must be God's will for me to carry these burdens in my life because it's, it's not getting any better. I, this, must, this must be my cross. No, the cross is the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And your testimony of that. This is called no-fault religion. It means it's all up to God and we don't have to do anything. We don't need faith because it's all up to God. Well, why are we even praying? Why are you even praying if you believe God causes everything to happen? Why are you praying if you believe your sickness? Listen, you're a hypocrite. If you think God brought that sickness on you and then you turn around and go to a doctor to get healed, you're a hypocrite. Come on. If you think God put the sickness on you to teach you a lesson and then you're going to go take an aspirin to get rid of the sickness, then you're going against the will of God in your own mind. Does any of that make sense? No. No. None of this makes sense. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Go ahead and hold, put both hands on your stomach because I'm really fixing to sucker punch somebody right now. This is about to hurt really bad. I'm about to mess up your theology. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready? Some, some of y'all might just walk away from me today and say, I don't want him to be my pastor no more. I still love you. I still love you. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Well, you know, brother, God works in mysterious ways. Some folks are, 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 are giggling and some folks are getting real quiet. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. 
church, that's a child, that's a lie that the devil told you and you believed it. That's a lie. We have 66 books of the Bible that tells us exactly what the will of God is and tells us exactly how God works. The problem is you don't know what the Bible says because you ain't reading your chapter every day. I don't want that preacher telling me what chapter to read. Well, just stay ignorant then. <laughs> Come on. Faith comes back here and here and by the Word of God. Amen. Amen. We don't have faith because we don't know what the Bible says. God is not a mystery. He tells us who He is in the written pages of the Holy Bible. He tells us how He works. It's written in the holy pages of the Holy Bible. God is not a mystery. He has revealed Himself to man. That's why the King Jesus came to be our Messiah and to save us from our sins because He loved us. It's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. We just got to learn what the Bible says. All preacher, you think you know it all? No. Oh, no. Not even close. Not, I, I, you know, I'm not even off the first page. Come on. Amen. I'm not even off the first page. I've got a lot to learn. Again, i got news for you. When I get to glory, I'm still going to be learning. I believe there's going to be classes in heaven. And some of, some of you listening on the airways and some of you here today, let me tell you, and some people that's left this church, y'all all going to be surprised when y'all show up in my class in heaven. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you wouldn't listen to me on earth. I believe God's going to have you listen in heaven. There's work to be done in heaven. Listen, we ain't going to be floating around on clouds and playing harps up there. There's a work to be done. Do we not work in our church? Do we not have to vacuum the floors, cut the grass, paint the walls, come on? Amen. Fix things? Y'all know what I'm talking about? There's work to be done to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. There's work to be done in the church. Honey, there's work to be done in heaven too. We're going to be working for the kingdom. I can't wait to get to heaven to see all those people signed up in my class. Why am I in here? Well, you know, you didn't believe what I told you down there. And now you've got to learn it up here. Praise God. Praise God. Where's that at, preacher? What scripture is that? It ain't in the Bible. It's just what I think. Amen. It's just what I think. Don't build a doctrine on it. Don't build a doctrine on it. It's just what I think. Amen. Sometimes I have crazy thoughts too. But no fault religion does not blame themselves. No fault religion blames everything on God. Why did God take my mama? Why did God take my daddy? Why did God allow this to happen? Why did God allow that to happen? Why is God allowing this evil in the world? Why is God, stop blaming God, get out of the no fault religion. Can I tell you the gospel truth this morning? Bad things happen to good people. Not because God wants it to. But we live in a world of sin. Sickness and diseases come on people because of sin. When Adam sinned, he brought sickness into the body, the flesh. Some people were sick simply because of Adam. You've done nothing wrong. 
You've done nothing. People are born. Some people are born with different things and they've done nothing wrong. And mama did nothing wrong. It's just we were born in a world of sin. And because of Adam's sin, sickness and disease and death came into our world because of Adam's sin. It's not always your fault. Now, some people are sick because of their own fault. Some people are sick because of their own fault. My mama got lung cancer because she smoked cigarettes. That was her own fault. That was her own fault. Some people are sick because of their own fault. And in those cases, we need to repent and get right with God. But can we stop blaming God for everything in this world that you don't understand? It's not God. God is full of love and compassion and healing. And He's in the miracle business today, church. He's in the miracle business today. I want to ask everybody to stand on your feet this morning. And I think that we need to get away from Zacharias kind of talking. We need to embrace Mary, the faith of Mary this morning. Will you, re- will you say this with me? Lord. Oh, come on. Let me hear you, church. Lord. Be it unto me. According to thy word. Lord, be it unto me. According to thy word. Lord, be it unto my family. According to thy word. Lord, be it unto us. According to thy word. Have the now faith in God's word. His word will set you free, church. His word will bring healing and deliverance to you this morning. There's nothing more powerful than His Word. Matter of fact, the Scripture says that He has actually exalted His Word above His name. We know there's power in the name of Jesus. I tell you, there's more power in the Word of God. The Bible says so. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, everybody just close your eyes for just a moment. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we don't want to be like Zacharias. Lord, we want to be like Mary. Lord, we want to have the faith of Mary and declare and decree that you are good. Lord, we want to have the faith of Mary this morning that says, be it unto me according to thy word. We want to live in the now faith. The now faith. Lord, we ask you right now. I ask you, Lord, to minister this word to everybody that's listening. God, minister this word Give them a revelation of what is being preached this morning because I know it will change their life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're here this morning, you have a little talk with Jesus. These altars are open. Amen. Nobody in this church judges anybody. You go to the altar, we'll go with you. Amen. And pray with you at the altar. If you want to have a little talk with Jesus, these altars are open. You know what you have in your heart that you need to talk to the Lord about. But I also wonder if anybody here want to stand in the gap for some people. Well, not you with the Lord, we'll pray with you. Anybody here got sickness in your body? The Bible tells us that anointment with oil and the prayer of the saints will save the sick. Amen? Isn't that what the Bible says? So if you're here this morning, you got sickness in your body, come on, let's, let's get rid of that fact. Let's have a now faith. Let's lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Amen. That's what the Bible tells us. Anybody else need prayer this morning? Come on up.
folks gathered around my brother's prayer this morning in the altar.
Oh, we bind and rebuke every demon of lies right now. Oh, the strength of the Holy Ghost move in the name of Jesus. Feel my sister so much full of joy that nothing shakes her anymore. Oh, feel Crystal full of our joy of the Holy Ghost and nothing is shaking her anymore, God. But she's standing on the solid rock this morning. The solid rock of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm. Oh, the devil has tried to swift. Oh, the devil has tried to swift. But there's an anchor, says the Lord. There's an anchor. There's an anchor of my word in the family, says the Lord. There's an anchor that the devil cannot move. There's an anchor that the devil cannot destroy. And it's the anchor of my word, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give her strength, Father, right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, is there another one this morning? There's another one this morning. Hallelujah. God is able. All right. Hey, we'd like this in the morning. Come on, sit to talk to the mic. Okay, so I have a testimony. Anyway, so um, I guess it's back in August.
know to pray for people for energy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you something, church. I know God can heal the hearing because God has healed my hearing. You see, the, the VA told me that I had hearing loss because of my military experience. And the VA even gave me hearing aids. You know what I did with those hearing aids? I gave them away to my dad. I said, I said, here, you can have them. I don't need them. But you know what I'm believing? That, that anointing that's in me, when he puts those hearing aids in, will begin to heal his ears. And he'll get to the place where he don't need those hearing aids either. Come on, church. God is the God of impossibility. He can do it. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing, church. All we got to do is believe. All we got to do is stick to the word of our testimony. That's what Revelation tells us. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony.